0: Thank you.
1: This is a blockade podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared.
0: Wizardamusement.com the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention blockade podcast for ten percent off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always my co host, Jared Morgan. G'day, Chris. How are you, mate? I'm, I'm doing late. well. It's uh, <laughs> it's okay. People listening to the podcast won't know. Only people in Blab. Um, no, it's all right. So it's uh, Valentine's Day here, and you've already passed the, uh, the day. Yes. It was um, okay. We <laughs> lost the kids for um,
1: uh, half a day, and Kim and I went out for a nice lunch, and then subsequently dessert at a uh, Spanish um, uh, chocolateria, and it was really nice. Very delicious. Yummy, yummy. Yes. You got any plans?
0: No. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Mr. Mr. Romantic here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Me and my wife just kind of look at each other and go, do we want to do anything for Valentine's? Too much work. (laughs) Meh. (laughs) Meh. (laughs) Meh, meh. We went to the we went to the uh, mall yesterday and had a lovely dinner in the food court. So. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Nice food court dinner. Very very <laughs> dinner. Uh, illustrious. Well, we took the kid to uh you know maybe see if we could if there was something that he wanted while we were shopping yeah. around. Yeah. So, uh, we didn't find okay. anything. But So yeah, that was the other day uh on Thursday evening, I went and saw Deadpool. Uh which right. apparently Everybody else has. It's oh. going to bring in something like 150 million here in the States. Huge wow. opening. Yeah. Number That's one, massive. it's, it breaks the February record, breaks the president's day weekend record. It breaks the record for, uh, most money brought in by an R rated movie on opening. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, huge numbers, which is, which is good because it opens up the door for some of these other, uh, and I'm going to say Marvel and DC properties, since they're the two main comic books. Um, but to get into some of their maybe characters that are <laughs> a little more offensive that they otherwise would have to tone down. So hopefully it yeah. opens the door wide. But yeah, it was it was Can't fun. Believe, it was good. I cannot believe that. I think you're making it a PG movie. What were they <laughs> thinking? Well, this is where I was saying Zen now needs to update their table. <laughs> mm.
1: I wonder if they could do that theoretically. Go back through and do a um I don't know, whether it would be an art pass or a theming pass. What would they need to do without spoiling anything?
0: What would they just need to do? Just vocals. Just no, I think they their their art package is fantastic and um the you know, the theming table. is fantastic. It's what? just it's just throw in throw in a little I've, more of his harsher comments. <laughs> was it the
1: um, was it the same voice artist doing the voiceover work for Zen or was it a Deadpool sort of copycat. I don't even know there was a copycat because it wasn't any movie
0: up until this point, was there? Or... No, it was just a comic book, but it was... Uh, well, technically, he appeared in uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, Ryan Reynolds okay. played him there, okay. but he wasn't the... They sewed his mouth shut before he could even talk like Deadpool normally would. So, uh. yeah, and of course, they mocked that in this movie um okay <laughs> and so no the voice that they have in zen is just like what they normally do with their own voice artist is not ryan reynolds doing it um but there's a couple of moments yeah. in the table where they bleep him where he's like oh yeah. but i can't say and then beep 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 you yeah know, yeah he's one of those things they can throw That's in him on a... on the whole movie <laughs> right right and i wouldn't mind them if they went in and they really took a dig at some of the other shoot take a dig at some pinball machines you know uh, yeah, I know they do do self-deprecating exactly they do do I know one joke where he says something to the effect of it's better than the um, uh, the Iron Man table <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah I would love it if they did a little more you know through it just you know go back push in a little a little bit more so mm. that'd be funny um, there was a pinball machine in the movie I couldn't identify it because it was pretty much destroyed before <laughs> I could. Um, but then in the end credits, I saw that it was apparently a Gottlieb. So who knows what, but. Oh, right.
1: There you go. Uh, sometimes yeah. you have going to be quick with pinball, pinball and modern pinball and popular culture, as they say on uh, the pinheads pinball podcast. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be quick sometimes.
0: So hopefully also this podcast isn't plagued by the gremlins that attacked us viciously last week. Um, so yeah, Jared did a good I'm job of, of editing, but I'll tell you this, folks. My uh, my computer first decided to crash, um, and then I got it back up, and then it kept on just completely freezing Blab. And then there was one point where I could hear Jared, and I could uh, hear Mike talking, and I could see them. And I was trying to talk and interject, and I was like, how come they're just talking right over me and you know, getting back <laughs> at me or something? I don't understand. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that you can you can hear it in the podcast where you I'll can. like start say something and everybody's just running over me I'm like, what the heck and <laughs> I don't know what was going on I had to like back out and then come back in and then all of a sudden they're like oh like hey you're back I'm like time. I've been back for five minutes <laughs> I've been
1: like Charlie be yelling down my microphone at you guys and you can't hear me <laughs> yeah I know it was weird listening to that when I was doing the editing I was going what What's going? Oh, right. I see. So, for... <laughs> yeah, for the last five or so minutes, Chris has just been talking into a void because there's no yeah. one listening to him.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully we don't have any of those issues uh, this week. I'm, I'm maybe biting the bullet, Jared. I might be getting a faster internet connection soon. Ooh. What are oh, you currently on at the moment? So like a one. Yeah, I'm on DSL. My my top speed is three megabytes per second. Um, oh, right, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, is hideous. That's, that's but pretty slow. Yeah, it's
1: it's really your slow. Right. Um, your upload must be all right, though, because your video and audio quality is pretty good. Normally with DSL, it's um pretty low upload, which is the the one that they always get you on.
0: My max um, upload is a uh, point seven.
1: Point seven. Wow, that's just yeah. okay for video and voice. Yeah. So it's amazing um, we could actually do these sessions at all with that sort of right. internet connection.
0: Right? It like so a cable, get, man. Well, that's what I'm gonna do because what happened is uh, my my local phone provider is uh, Verizon. They have decided to sell their service to mm. in 14 states to some other company called Frontier. I've never heard of this company. Essentially, it's right. one of these companies that is trying to make a name for themselves. So they're like, oh, yeah, we'll buy up. But that to me means it's not like anything is going to be improved. It's more going to be status quo and, if, if anything, worse. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And so Isn't I was there like. is pretty terrible like, as far as a company goes?
0: I've heard pretty scathing reports. They're all terrible. Their... Have you ever yeah. heard of a telecom communications company that everybody goes, oh, they're wonderful? No. <laughs> well, no. Some are better than others, though. Yeah, but unfortunately, they're the only one offered in my city. It's not like we have a choice. You know, oh. some cho- some cities you actually have a choice. Um, mm. It's kind of rare these days, but most people you know block it in. So yeah, I've looked into getting Time Warner Cable for internet. Mm. I yeah. hate cable companies, but <laughs> yeah. So I imagine that's going to be a big jump in price,
1: but probably a huge jump in what you're able to do on the internet.
0: Well, um, the jump in price actually for the first year will be exactly the same as what I'm paying now. Oh, um, right. But then what we're thinking about is just dropping our landline completely because we won't need it anymore. The only right. reason why we have the landline is for is uh, yeah. basically for DSL, um, everything yeah, else, right. is on cell phones. Um, yeah, right. If
1: you've got decent so, plans on your cell phone, then you don't yeah. really probably need it. We're limited where we are. We have to have um, a... Plain old uh, telephone service or POTS service, um, because we um, we've got this thing called off net, where we have to buy um, resold lines in our area to actually get onto the internet. Um, it's a it's, the short version is we have a um, a rim system which is provisioned throughout the the suburb, and it was a terrible choice when they were provisioning the the suburb. Cool. Your, um telecoms, and it's really limiting to, for people to actually be able to connect to the internet freely. Um, so yeah, we've pretty much only got a couple of options that we can use for internet. Um, yeah, and we're on the better one. So yeah, yeah,
0: lovely, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah. So I went shopping for modems and uh, routers just to see what it's going to cost me because there's no way in hell I'm leasing it from the cable company. They want seven, like seven or eight bucks a month for the so, modem yeah so um, i mean you, you'd pay for it in a year if you bought it yourself and then of course you can get a better modem or a better router i should say is actually what you'd be looking for to to or modem router if you want them. yeah all in one yeah yeah no i'm gonna do the combo or i'm gonna do the separate because everybody's kind of saying that um that way if one goes down or it needs, it needs to be up yeah yeah it'd be much cheaper yeah. that way
1: I've always bought modem routers just as an all-in-one solution. And generally speaking, they're going to die anyhow in about two years. So right, um, that's my history with them. So you just throw it out and then get a new one. By that time, both technologies have usually evolved more. So you get all the new things in, in one exactly. rather than sort of waiting for the other one to die and then going, ah, oh, gee, I've got this brand new, like brand new connection to the internet, but all of my wifi and routing capabilities are really shit. So yep. I can't do anything yep. with it. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about the uh, big news of the week. Uh, Doctor Who, not only did it fund, it it surged at the end. It went like 15 grand over. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do with that. Put it on beer? Well, that's what (laughs) I'm curious to know. Does, (laughs) Does Farsight collect all the money now? You know, in the past, what they've been doing is they've just been like, okay, well, we'll reserve this amount that's over for whatever our next Kickstarter is. But if they don't want to run another Kickstarter, couldn't they technically just put it towards whatever license they feel like putting it towards?
1: Yep. Because it's um, the funding, how Kickstarter works is the funding raised is per that Kickstarter. So it's not like they have to hold it over in credit or anything. It's just, well, we went over. so. Okay we're going to keep that money as well because um, it all comes down to um, user entitlement. So a certain amount of users got their like pledge like levels. So they yeah. have to fulfill those. Otherwise what they'd have to do is they had to like, go, Oh no, because we've we got our target. So those people that came in the end, you, you don't get anything because, <laughs> right. because, you know, we went over our target. So not are going to do that. So yes, that money, that 15 grand is, is in the bank. They could put it towards okay. anything.
0: Yeah. Well, I really hope that they put it towards not needing more kickstarters. (laughs) This one, man. I mean, it was like on the stock
1: market and see if they can (laughs) (laughs) see if they can increase it uh, for a little bit. Well, because I think that the the,
0: yeah, I think the price point that really or the tier that really put it over the top for them was the eighty five dollar tier, which got you two season passes, uh, pro version, which means that's that's eighty bucks right there if you were buying them. Uh, Plus, then you. I wish there was like a one season pass because I would have gone for that. I don't know yeah. why
1: they didn't put a one-level tier there. They could have snuck a, one of those in there somewhere between the one of the $40 tiers. Because I would have totally gone for that. I went for I actually did support them and I went for 20 bucks. Uh-huh. Um but I would have gone higher because I always buy a season pass. So right. you know, I would have just totally gone for a single season pass. It's a bit weird why they didn't do that.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the logic was, but it is interesting because well, I guess they're technically breaking even on on that particular tier uh, mm. with what they're offering. Um, maybe yeah. coming out a little under because you're also getting the ball packs and you're getting uh, the Doctor Who regenerated. Yeah, you've got a real bargain if you bought that tier. Yeah, yeah a big bargain.
1: Um, so yeah, for those people who did get in on that tier, um, good on you for supporting at that tier, but also you're going to get a whole lot of loot delivered to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool.
0: The I, other I, news.
1: I went for $20. Is, oh, I went for yeah. $20 because I wanted a cool wallpaper. I don't really have a lot of pinball wallpapers for my computer. And I wanted a really cool doctor who
0: pinball wallpaper. So I went, yeah, I'll, I'll pay the extra four bucks for that. You know, I can safely say I bucks. don't have any wallpaper for a doctor or for a pinball.
1: <laughs> I got this really nice one. It's an old style EM uh, wallpaper. That's all um, HDR and, and, close-up on pop bumpers looks really nice so I've got
0: that yeah I mean my desktop wallpaper is a uh, it's a very famous painting I wish I knew what it was called I think it's um, the the Nighthawks or something like that anyways it's an old diner in like New York with uh, you know taken from outside the diner and there's three people sitting inside of it drinking coffee Um, well yeah except for this one has been modified it's got uh, cowboy bebop characters in it (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) so that's what my current wallpaper is um no what i was going to say also though is the other thing that came out during this was it is now official taff gold is only ever going to be kickstarter exclusive yeah as we've found out Uh, i think mike was on the fence he really wanted to try
1: and get it um released as a more publicly available thing but yeah I think this is interesting, yeah. though, because if you think about how they've done um, Doctor Who regenerated this time around, they've explicitly stated that it will be available after, right. which is um, – I wonder if that's basically because of lessons learned with the TAF Gold thing. I or, hope so. Or do you think it might have just been with – this is something we can probably maybe confirm with, Mike, if he's allowed to talk about it, but – I just wonder if um, the Taft Gold deal actually had some um, caveats that they really had to adhere to, which is why they couldn't offer it for sale after the fact. I have a feeling that could be the
0: case. I'm going to say, wink, wink, no, Mm. that Mm. it is more an issue of certain people wanting to honor the idea of having an exclusivity thing like was promised back in the day. And They want to keep their promise, basically. Which I think is a horrible thing to do, I guess. But
1: to their detriment. Um, right, it is to their know. detriment. But, you know, um, a promise is a promise. So, I guess, good on them for keeping the promise. But, yeah, yeah, stink for everyone else who, who either couldn't back at that level or just didn't have access to the Kickstarter when it was running.
0: So, yeah. I, I just, I really hope that, that, that maybe they can use the idea that we had or somebody else had. I don't know, I know we were promoting it. Of mm. hey, rather than do a Kickstarter, what if you put out TAF Gold and said all money earned from this purchase goes towards licensing a big title? Yeah, so use it as a funding method. Exactly. Yeah. This this because you like, I said if you're, not, if you're not if you're not if you're not using it to earn profit for the company, and it's mm. just sitting there collecting nothing then put it out there and use it as your own internal Kickstarter. Yeah. The because thing is you're that reach... still earns money for the company. Like, that's
1: still Well, no, that it earns, it earns money, money for
0: the company. But what I'm saying is, is that it would earn enough money that you could pay whatever license you need to pay towards, I'm assuming to uh, you know Paramount and everything else that went in with the, the Adams Family license, right? So you still get to pay them their cut of that. But any cut that would normally go straight into the profits of the company doesn't. It goes into funding, whatever, and that way you're also not, you're not tying its license into whatever new license you're trying to buy. It's just, this is raising money for whatever.
1: So use it sort of like an ongoing hedge fund. So release it in like, you know, two months a year, it's on sale. If you want to get on it, get on it. That's actually a pretty cool
0: idea. I like that. and, and my thing was, wouldn't that appease those people that bought it for the Kickstarter? Yep. That would say, like, hey... At a premium price, of course, like we're talking
1: maybe $15 for the table or something like that. Uh, yeah, if, fine. if know, they got to do it that way, they got to do it that way. Probably I mean. would. I mean, if it's being used for a fundraiser, then and in place of a Kickstarter, then I think right. people who are really keen for it would pay the 15 bucks and go, yep, thank you. And just move on. Because I'm
0: just thinking, you've got... Such a massive audience that had that probably never even knew a Kickstarter was running, that no. never checked out the page, never bothered to look at it, never even gave it a second thought that they would fund it, right? But if mm. all of a sudden you offered Taft Gold on mobile, how many people are out there that would go, Oh, yeah, sure, oh, okay.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 you know, TAF Gold, that was like a thing back then. Yeah, I'll have that, right. if, particularly if they're fans of the um, franchise or table,
0: right? Um, right. And none yeah. of the stigma of doing a, a Kickstarter would then follow with it.
1: At so. least it would. It might actually mean that the Kickstarter, even if they did have to run a Kickstarter, it might become more achievable. So, oh yeah, much quicker. The tiers, the tiers they could actually offer could actually be priced more economically and let more people yeah. have the the upper end tiers, uh, or the sorry, the stuff that would normally be offered at a hundred dollar tier for hats fifty, and it would make it. They could still do a Kickstarter, but it wouldn't have to be so like huge, like fifty or sixty thousand dollars. Because it seems that fifty or sixty thousand dollars generally is the asking price for licenses for a pinball machine. Hmm. Take a look back historically over the last four Kickstarters. We're talking about that sort of level, perhaps a little bit more for I think it was Star Trek um, TNG. Um, it was a little bit higher for that. I think it was around 60 or 65 for that from memory. Um, But the other ones generally around 50 to 55, it seems to be the going rate. So yeah. Uh, Interesting to see how licensing costs in the pinball world, I guess. Yeah. I just wonder if Uh, that's that's indicative of um, other licensing that say, you know, people like Stern and stuff have to pay as well um, to get on board. Cause it, I don't know. It kind of would stand to reason that if around that amount, that might be the amount of money that any pinball manufacturer in the real world has to pay to secure licenses for stuff. Yeah. Maybe, good question. Maybe more as well, because if there's, um, you know, if uh, it's a more modern license, because a lot of the stuff they're going for here is like 20 years old or properties that are like 20 years old, they're So, and not syndicated anymore, like, you know, Star Trek, um, and, uh, Adam's family to an extent. So I just wonder if that actually plays into the cost as well.
0: I got to imagine that with anything modern, it's easier to bundle everything mm-hmm. in one because it's all being marketed at the same time, you might say.
1: Yeah, that's true. And there might um, be,
0: I think you actually
1: touched on this at one point. I think when they were getting the, what was it? The paramount deal, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and they would have, like you said, they bundled all the sort of assets together in one sort of um, big sale. Oh, no, that was the Sony deal.
0: That was the Sony deal. Sony deal, deal not the Paramount deal. Yeah. Sony,
1: isn't Sony Paramount the same company? No. I don't know. No.
0: I don't know.
1: I'm not in the <laughs> industry. I have no idea. Sony have a number yeah. of umbrella companies, don't they? They have like Sony Pictures, Sony Computer, Sony everything. They've got lots of different companies.
0: Yes. Features. Well, Sony is basically Columbia and TriStar. Columbia TriStar, uh, Param- that's what I was
1: thinking of. Yeah. yeah,
0: Paramount is Paramount, but they're owned by Viacom, I Viacom. believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Fox, there's Disney, there's GE, which owns Universal. GE? Um, yes. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. There you go. Um, there's, I, I just saw an infographic. There's literally seven companies that own every single entertainment company out there. Wow. Yeah, it's scary. Seven companies only. That's pretty Seven companies. bad, isn't it? Yeah. This is, well, why do you think that everything is now a franchise temple movie? Because you're no longer mm. dealing with a studio trying to make their bank. You're dealing with a multinational conglomerate where the, the money from a movie is a drop in the pants. I mean, it's, mm. it's nothing. Wow. So. Yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? Seven. Seven to rule yeah. them all. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of Kickstarters, in the uh related but it's not a Kickstarter it's an indieGoGo funding mm-hmm. the uh, the fine fellows that are making the Zachariah pinball are trying to fund via indieGogo during a uh, two-month campaign starting I think they're trying to collect just 10 grand uh, that's to pretty get it to the PC Ryan. Pretty <laughs> that's, achievable that's my type um, of Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah but then you get up into like 40 grand and that's in order to get cab support going. Oh, that's a jump.
1: I know that's, that's really a big important jump. to some people. Like when we did yeah. the interview with Zolt, it was uh one of the most asked questions when we were feeling them from the community. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, you
1: know, there's a couple not couple, there's a lot of very passionate cab people that want to in on that.
0: Yeah. That being said, one of their tiers, which is I believe the twenty five dollar tier, gets you thirty-eight tables. <laughs> so do the math. That's less mm. than a buck a table. That's about um, the cost of the gold
1: season pass. That's um, what I was thinking. Mobile. Yeah. What's the uh, URL? Indiegogo. Um, ask. I'll just do a search for that.
0: Well, here's the thing, and I uh, Zolt posted it on our uh, pinball arcade fan forum, and, and I didn't realize they are no longer ask homework. They're now, I believe, Pixel Magic or Magic Pixel.
1: Magic Pixel.
0: Magic Pixel. Uh, Magic
1: yeah, I think they had to change their name when they published to Google Play for some reason. So they okay. must have just stuck with that.
0: Um They also apparently don't really have an social media presence, so it's hard to uh Oh, no, they don't. They yeah. it's very strange. They
1: their website is bare bones at best. Um yeah. So, oh man, they're only at $876. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a
0: slog so for them. Now, Mm. the two things to note about uh, Indiegogo. uh, Money you pitch in is collected regardless of if it meets its goal or not. However, uh, Zolt has come out and said that if you pitch in at the $25 level and the project does not fund, he will issue a Steam key for you because they did get the Steam green light. So the game will be on Steam. Um, so if you pay your 25 bucks or whatever for that level, you're, guaran- you're going to be guaranteed.
1: guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Cause yeah. I mean, they're getting the money anyhow. It'd be pretty rough right. if they took it and ran. I don't think like they, don't, these and they're guys, not they're good these guys, guys. We, we host well We, as in, the Royal, we, um, people like <laughs> fans host them um, on the forum as like a sub forum. Cause they, as you say, they don't really have any sort of um, web presence whatsoever. Um, so we give them a space on there and, um, they are nothing but professional to deal with. Like they are the most responsive devs I think I've probably ever worked with and they just pump out the features, um, with it. I, um, I promised to follow up and see if I could get Zolt on and I've broken that promise cause I haven't done it yet. It's been crazy. So I need to go after we've done this recording, I will send him an email and see if he wants to come on so we can get this promoted a bit more for them.
0: And as always, if you're looking for what the uh, where that project is, um, it's on uh, Pinball Arcade Fans. We've got a link under the Ask Homework section. Um, yeah. We'll make sure we tweet it out too so that people can click on it if they'd like. I don't have the web address in front of me though, so too bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it will look... It looks... Zachary, the Zacharia Pinball product is the thing that I think made Pinball Arcade pretty scared when it came out because it graphically is superior to anything out there on the market.
0: um, Well, it showed what can be done on a mobile.
1: Yeah. And that's uh, an interesting point in itself because, you know, moving forward, uh, mobile is in for some treats. um, Yeah. Which um, is going to be very interesting. Um, So, yes, if you're on mobile... Uh, iOS or Android um, there is rumor that um, there's going to be some pretty significant graphical increases um, to the platform so stay tuned for that over the course of this year
0: in other news let's talk about table of the week Mm. so this week's table is going to be Space Shuttle. Ah, oh, this is a, one of my sort of little favorites. Is it's, it really? It does it, nothing for me.
1: Really? It's all about it's one of those games historically that was released at the time when pinball was in a downturn, so they it saved Williams. It did. Yeah. Because of the way they structured the gameplay, they made it so accessible for new players to come in and just get multi ball and shoot for the um very score. And then do it all again, and build up the score. Everything about that game is meant for kind of quick play, and just getting into it and having instant gratification. There's no build up of modes. You just get in there, flip, hit some drop targets, and kind of just um, have a ball, really.
0: Well, let's talk about those drop targets because that's currently what's frustrating me to no end. Mm. <laughs> so there are three drop targets on the table. The rest, everything else, is stand up targets. But there's three it's drop targets four,
1: technically. Technically oh, yeah, technically four. four yeah. Technically four.
0: But um, that one I consider more as a gate than anything. Mm. <laughs> a roadblock. Um, anyway, those three drop targets, they're on the right hand side. And by knocking down all three, it guarantees that the airlock is closed or open. I forget which is which. Anyway, that'll save your ball if it goes out. The, uh, yeah, the gate the is airplane. open, but they call it airlock right. closed or something like that. Yeah. So. I've been currently, uh, since I knew what the table was, I've been playing it the last couple of days. (laughs) And um, I'm down to my final wizard goal. Now, I know it's unkind to judge a table based off the wizard goals, but there's been plenty of teams that have been enhanced by me having to do the wizard goals, and it really taught me some things and made me love the table. So I feel it's equally important that sometimes the wizard goals can make me hate a table. But anyway, the final goal that I have not been able to achieve is that you are to knock down... The three drop targets seven times because that makes the spinner that is right near them spin for 7,000 points each revolution. Mm-hmm. I, for the life of me, cannot get them knocked down seven times. Um, and it's the, and the, the, the part that <laughs> it's tricky, the part that irks me the most though is there's no indication telling you how many times you've knocked them down. That's so true, you got to keep a, a, a mental count in your head there's been a couple of times where I could swear I've knocked him down seven times. And that makes me go, oh, is this one of those tables that doesn't register all the time for the wizard goal? I don't know. Because apparently when you knock it down seven times, the little light goes on on the dead end ramp for an extra ball. Well, I've had that light flip on many times. Mm-hmm. So I'm just bashing my head against the wall trying to to complete this wizard goal. And I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I um
1: three ah, okay. lens and 1000
0: 2000 4000 so it's one of those tables ah, that okay.
1: when like on those earlier tables that had like um table multipliers or feature multipliers rather yeah. than having rather than having like a lens or an insert for every multiplier value like you see on tables today they got you to do a bit of basic math so if it was like 4 and 1 it was 5000 or right two and four was 6,000. So, um, if they're basically all lit four,
0: two and one at seven. So see, here's the problem all... with not having pro mode. I wasn't able to explore the table and get a good look at them. And mm-hmm. from any viewing angle, you can't read what the inserts are. So I had no clue what was, <laughs> what was there. So the other thing um, that you I do, can bet. Uh, yeah, the some suggestions are popping up here on blab, uh, you know, this is where we got this information about the, what the lane light indicators are and now I'm being told backhand it. Yeah, I, mm. I do do the backhanding and it's not a, a near 100% thing at all. I mm. uh, yeah, I can get in the lane and then get the <laughs> multipliers going, but actually knocking down a drop target is probably about a 30% uh, shot hit for me. Yeah.
1: The other thing you can do too is if you don't have pro mode, you can always go and uh, go into the instructions which zoom in on the feature, which will give you a bit of a closer look at what you need to look at. I did go so to the instructions.
0: Around. Yeah, I did go and to you, the instructions, but I think it's one of those cases where the, this is season two table. So um, I think the, the inserts are a little are, blown yeah, out. No, it's not yeah. the instructions. The problem is the graphics on the table itself that you can't uh, yeah. read the graphic underneath the light blazing through the bottom of it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But be I'm nice also not a fan of the uh, sound on the table. It's one of those tables that just kind of annoys me after a while. Oh, okay. I actually don't mind the sound.
1: There's some, there's one sound that I love on that table. That's when you complete the bonus rollovers. Um, and it has that sort of ascending noise. It's like when yeah. that happened for the first time, I went, that's cool. That's <laughs> like, it actually sounds like it's really celebrating
0: your achievement, getting those rollover lanes, um, which is kind of cool. Yeah, the other thing a suggestion here was using the thing ball. Um, I got news for you. Using the thing ball does not grant you wizard goals. I've tried it on other tables. It doesn't uh, work. Yeah, they don't let you the, cheat what's that the way. Deal with the thing ball? What's oh, you're the thing ball? Okay, the thing ball is from Adamus family, and it's a mm-hmm. pinball that has Thing's hand on top of it, and so he like rolls the ball. It's uh-huh, ball cool. control. So you can take complete control of the ball and move it to wherever you want on the table and knock down whatever uh-huh. you want on the table. Right, yeah. Yeah, Which is a good way
1: of (laughs) turning off wizard goals for that, for sure. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I forget which table it was. It was driving me absolute bonkers, and I was like, "Screw it! I'm cheating. I'm using the thing ball." And I did it, and it didn't work. I'm like, "Oh man, I got to do it for real." (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Who would have thought that you know having a (laughs) having a ball
1: control mode would actually give you uh uh yeah wizard goals? Yeah, would be nice if it did, but uh, no dice. Be very good uh, for testing things,
0: though. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what it is. It's good for testing and seeing what uh, uh, you know, how to light up certain things or get certain combos. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to mention was there was a little bit of a discussion. It was in the Kickstarter thread because everybody started throwing around uh, for TAF Gold, just typing in TAFG. Uh, yeah. Doctor Who Regenerated. I was typing in DW colon R. Yep. And somebody all of a sudden threw a little hissy about us using – and <laughs> there was a double hissy. One, it was using what they called codes because they said it was very difficult for a newbie to understand what tables you're talking about. Yep. Um, To which – yeah, too bad. That's the way it is because if you go to any pinball website, they all do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all abbreviations. But that's where the other thing was is – Is it an acronym? Is it an abbreviation? Is it a code? Is it an initialism? (laughs) Is it an initialism?
1: Yeah. Most of the time, it's initialisms. um, Yeah. Technically speaking. Um, But yeah, they're not really acronyms. Um, But yes, sometimes they they sound like acronyms because they have a flow to them. Usually acronyms do sound like a word, kind of. But yeah, these are just purely coincidental uh, that they do. Um, but the problem is that we're getting so many tables in the collection now that having something like um, like two-letter initialisms in mm-hmm. the tables, the, sometimes they're overloaded now. They actually mean two different things.
0: So you have to well, actually add some a few extra that, letters. Like whenever anybody types in Bram Stoker's Dracula, they always type in BSD. BSD. Mm. I, every single time I see that, I go, wait, what table is that? What again? table? Yeah. <laughs> what would be every, really cool every time. is it on the forum.
1: When you use that, it's almost like a macro. So it, you can type it BSD, but then it expands it for you automatically. Now that would be cool.
0: Well, there is the, and it actually had gotten turned off for a long time. And then Gordon uh, turned it back on just this last week was mm. if you typed an acronym or one of these short shortcuts, let's call it that. Um, yep. If you hovered your mouse over it, then it would all of a sudden tell you what everybody was referring to. Um, oh, so obviously good. he was creating a database of all that yeah. so that if it popped up, that would, that would work for people. That's
1: good. But, that, that'd be on the uh, desktop. So I, I used Tapper Talk to access the uh, forum and we wouldn't get that logic in there. Cause that would be a, probably a uh, website desktop hosted add on. Yeah. Add-on. yeah. But that's, yeah. that's good for desktop users. I think that's good because it is important. Like we do, you know, we've been doing this for four years now, like as yeah. far as, the TPA goes, and you know we intimately know what's going on, um, and all the names and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, for a for a newcomer to both the pinball arcade fans and um pinball in general, um, yeah, that there is a barrier to entry there. I think it's a fair comment to make, um, but at the same time, uh, it's something that you can pick up pretty quickly if you yeah. invest
0: any effort into it. The, the part that made me crack up about the whole thing, though, was that uh, one of our moderators goes by the name of Pinwiz. Mm. Not to be confused, but PinballWiz45B, he's not a moderator. He's just a really good pinball player. That's um, right. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Pinwiz doesn't rear his head that often. Oh, yeah. um, and th- something about this conversation all of a sudden got him all riled up because he felt like it was hijacking the thread. And all of a sudden he was deleting posts. It, was, it just kind of cracks me up whenever, uh, whenever he all of a sudden deems something worthy of his ban hammer. Kind <laughs> of grind. I think it's one of
1: those things that just grinds his gears
0: and he yeah. just can't
1: stand it. You know, you get those things that grind your gears and you just go, Meh. you know, I had to, I had to do something about this.
0: Because um, we have in the pinball arcade Forum fan forum, we have what, uh, five moderators? Yeah. I think. So, us two, essentially. Um, and
1: Pinwiz and Gordon. Who's the other one? Sean. Sean. Though he's so busy at the moment that he can't really. Well, but that's the thing, he's though. He's really gotten him.
0: to the. Oh, and Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, Jeff is. Too. Yeah. So, six. Six. But the only two that really ever post anymore are myself and Jared. <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of funny. It's like sometimes when, when, so when I see people in it's kind of like, you know, dad coming in and be like, Hey, you kids aren't keeping your friends in line. <laughs> no, <laughs> I I, love him. Him.
1: I, I, appreciate, I appreciate what he does because, <laughs> like, the moderation side of things, I don't have a lot of time for anymore. So if he wants to come in and, and watch threads and, and do that, that's, that's good. Like, well, and if truth I'm be in told, see, if, if I'm in a thread and I see it going out of control, I'll just go, Oh, you lot. Chill out. Yeah. I did that in the I think it was taff, the TAF that the Adams family or the Kickstarter thread when it started getting a little bit personal between some yeah. people I said, All right, everyone, just chill out, go step away from the keyboard, come back
0: tomorrow and see how you feel then. You know? The truth be told, our forum has gotten significantly uh more friendly to be in. If you yeah. looked at our forum the first year it was up. My God, did we need the moderators. <laughs> yeah, it was a flame city. You yeah. needed your, your fire retardant
1: suit to get in there sometimes. It was yeah. pretty hardcore. But yeah, things so. have died down quite nicely now, and it's just like a, a slow burn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to say, Jared, why don't we move into the back room? We've got uh, I've got a topic I want to talk about, and you've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about with the Australian pinball open. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's, um, so since that's so a I real world yeah that's real world stuff uh, I know we mentioned back room last time but then we had a catastrophic failure and that's why it didn't work so hey we're going to we're going to move that discussion over into the back room and uh, anybody that's in the Blab session can pop on if they'd like to but for now I'm going to say thank you all for listening I've been Shut Your Trap aka Chris Freebus. that has been Jared Morgan you have been listening to the Blockade Podcast see you all next week See you later. WizardAmusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, it looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast to receive 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com. Sales. Restoration. Customization.
1: Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.